The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Welcome to My Brother, My Brother Made Advice Show for the Modern Era. I'm your oldest brother, Justin McElroy. Uh, let me check my notes here. Oh, yep. I'm your middlest brother, Travis McElroy. And I guess that just leaves the baby brother, Griffin McElroy, for me. Is that the one you're going to be? That's who I'm going to be this time. I want to be that character. Yeah, I hear he's the blonde one that drives all the babes wild. He's, he yeah. drives the babes wild. He's got better stats, and he can fly. So, but he has one weakness: chocolate. <laughs> hey, what's the intro this time, though? Glass watch. Glass watch. We're gonna watch glass, I guess. We're gonna we're gonna make and watch glass. We're gonna blow glass. Uh, Mr. Shyamalan is back with his bold vision. His of, Marvel Cinematic Universe. His Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is, I have to, I have to give Mr. Shyamalan credit for continuing with this project because my man did uh, Unbreakable back in the Halcyon days. Yes, uh, two thousand. Follow that up. Just took a brief break of sixteen years. Uh huh. And said, "Hey, I got another one." But it's a secret, and I'm not going to tell you it's one of mine, one of this kind. And it was and a really, it's that's the best way to promote any movie by not telling people that it might be related to a movie that they actually did like back yeah. in the past. Yeah. Uh, so this one's got Unbreakable Guy, which was uh-huh. his formal name, Mr. Glass, of course, uh, Samuel L. Jackson's turn. It has the nasty man from the movie. Ang- yeah, from the angry movie we McAvoy. didn't. Angry McAvoy, the nasty man from the movie that very few people watched. So he's going to be cool. It'd be like if they did Avengers and like one of the Avengers was like Elektra. Uh, and I'm also reading here that Superman is in this one. Superman's Whoa. in this one. They have yeah. village village monsters in this one. They got Paul Giamatti from Lady in the Water <laughs> in this one. People are stoked out of their fucking Shark minds. Shark Boy and Lava that. Girl. Are in th- Wait, was that him? No, that was Robert Rodriguez, wasn't it? Yeah, it's different p- person altogether. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard in two roles is very exciting. We're excited to see what she brings to the table. Um, the water aliens are in this one. Yeah, water aliens in it. Uh, asthmatic boy from Signs is 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 in it. He's. I'm very excited to see how he fights all the monsters. And you know, I, I hear him and Nasty Man have a big tussle. So psych for psych for that. The ninja in the water. The, the ninja, ninja in the water's back. <laughs> uh, the Avatar, both the Last Airbender and the the Navi, they're all in it. I was looking up the dates of these flicks on Wikipedia and lo- looking at the names of the films all together, it sounds like uh, uh, you're returning a faulty product. Unbreakable split glass. Huh. <laughs> oh no! Guess, guess it ain't so, huh? 
because it's split glass. It's supposed to be unbreakable. I would like a full refund. Now, the, oh. char- the character I'm worried is going to be a little overpowered in this new superhero team is the happening. Because the happening is the thing, and it's just a thing in the wind that makes people go just go wild and you know <laughs> do bad stuff, and it's sort of just wind. So I don't even know how they show that shit on a poster, but I'm excited. It's gonna be. It's this movie's gonna be so fucking badass. Do you guys ever think <laughs> about the fact that M Night Shyamalan made, yeah. I would say, some bangers early on, but then was also responsible for the Last Airbender yeah. after Earth? Yeah. The happening, no. like some some major, I would say, El Zilchos. I'm glad someone has a. Funny uh, yeah, finally, guts. someone's putting that guy in his fucking place someone while reflecting on his former successes. To speak truth to Shyamalan, uh. he obviously, much like Mr. Glass, has greatness within him, mm. and he just needed the right people around him to help bring it out. And those people are not, not Mark Wahlberg, apparently. Mm-hmm. Apparently Mark Wahlberg brings out the worst. He brings out some him. bad stuff. Y'all eyeing my lemon drink? Hey, fellas, let me ask you this, though. Do you think post-credits, I heard a rumor, the elevator's in it. Do you oh. remember, he did, remember he made a elevator movie, and that was kind of the last one where he's like, let me just get in there and make a elevator movie. And we were like, I think it's done, bud. Uh, so Do you guys think there'll be a twist in this one? I just... Some kind of twist? <laughs> Were you expected to be different, but then it's something else? I want to warn you all. If I see Freddie Prince Jr. and Rachel Lee Cook show up, I'm going to lose my damn mind. Wait, If what? we're bringing back... Well, She's All That. You know, the hit film She's All That that was written by M. Night Shyamalan. What? Listen, if they show up with Stuart Little on their shoulder, Ooh. I'm going to lose my damn mind. Did he write those films? Hell yeah, he did. Well, I is, thought you were at... I thought is, you were a Shama, Shyamalan maniac. I didn't... <laughs> <laughs> this this is I didn't expect his career to have a Shyamalan twist in it. His I am... career has one. This year, I in the year of our Lord, nineteen ninety nine, he did the Sixth Sense. He wrote She's All That. He wrote Stuart Little. Mm. And then uh, Hollywood was like, "Good year, good year. <laughs> Please have the next twenty years on us." <laughs> So I'm going to be in this theater fucking open. If they do midnight showing, I'm in here. I've got to know. I've got to know. Midnight Shyamalan? I must fucking know. Is that know. what the M stands for? Absolutely. Midnight Shyamalan. <laughs> My name is Midnight Shyamalan. <laughs> <laughs> M is for mid? Uh, so do we, I'm done talking about, I feel like we were mean. And this now at least go on. This is the end of it. Yeah. This is the last film in the trilogy. Sure. The, the trilogy of films. This is the third one. And I was sad to, to hear that it's a trilogy. But then I got happy again. Because Wikipedia says that he said that he's open to making another one if he gets a good idea. Fuck and yes. I, yeah, I guess he has become seasoned with age and will wait to make a movie until he does have a good idea. Which I think is good and inspiring. Mm. Mm. Seasoned with age is a good way. His career is kind of like that old cast iron pan. That you got in your drawer, and you're not supposed to wash it, but it's got a little bit of happening in it. But it still yeah. has that sixth sense spice in it. But you had to let the happening burn in it a little bit. A little to bit. To get that crust. Mm. To get that village crust on it. So I'm wondering if Freddie Rodriguez and his one big strong arm from Lady in the Water is going to be in it. That I, <laughs> I, just the arm. Just the arm. His one big strong Hey, let's do some questions. I'm sorry. I thought we were going to talk about. Talk about M. Night Shyamalan. Were you Googling some more? 
Oh, were you? Were, sorry, were you loading up the cannon juice? Just uh, loading up the cannon for the great M Night Shyamalan. Well, go ahead and blast that shit. I don't want you to get a stuff. I cannon. like. Go ahead. I like more of his films than I don't like, and I Absolutely. feel like that might have gotten lost mm. in translation. He's yes. taking big swings. He wrote Lost in Translation. Come on now. Come on now. I know that even he would look at the happening and say, "This one I duked." I did. <laughs> on this one is dookie. <laughs> this one is a dookie for me. There's a W column. There's an L column. There's no shame in ending up in either one of those columns. But there is another column to the right of the L column that is the D column. This is for films you dookied. And listen, we've dookied a few episodes. I hear it. But I think even Midnight Shyamalan would say, I dookie the happening, mm-hmm. the lemon drink thing, the whole, actually, all the bits. Watching it. Spencer Breslin get absolutely fucking bodied <laughs> with a shotgun in the fucking face. <laughs> oh, no. <clears throat> that picture. That picture, though. <clears throat> so, uh, hey, what's up next? Oh, boy. Sorry. Just really good. Um, my dad is a proficient woodworker. He's retired, so he spends a lot of time in his workshop, but he rarely builds things for himself. He's a very generous man and loves... Is this your dad's grinder page or <laughs> like a question? Okay. <laughs> he loves building things as gifts for people. However, he sometimes goes overboard and builds things for people he barely knows. For example, he recently told me he built a ju- jewelry box for waitress at a local diner. Then he made the waitress's boyfriend a cutting board so he wouldn't get the wrong idea. Yowza! How do I tell my dad that this is weird? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, wait, on on the one hand, it is weird. But on the other hand, free jewelry box and cutting board. Yeah, I mean, you can't argue with that, Trav. Uh, Free stuff is free stuff is free stuff, and we love it in this country. Uh, the giving a jewelry box to a person you don't know is the strain. A, a, a cutting board is great because a cutting board, I get that from a woodworker and I say, this is handy for me and you did not work very hard on it because it's uh-huh. just, it is just wood. Thank it's you, board. Dennis. It's a board, Dennis. Thank you so much. I see that you've sort of carved in very crudely, uh, Griffin's chopping zone and that's fun and I like it. Um, that is going to get food in it, though, and that's the problem. It's going to be gross, I but clean that. I appreciate this took you three minutes to make, and that's about how I value our friendship, too, because I do not know you, except for when you come to this TGI Fridays. Thank you so much. The cheese balls will be here very soon. I would say, though, you can't say, like, giving a present to someone you don't know is bad because Santa Claus. Yep, that's true, Trav. Santa Claus gets me stuff sometimes, and I think... Is this dude in love with me or what? <laughs> um, like he gets me a fancy watch and I'm like, is this dude in love with me? Because I don't know him from Adam. You gave him a list though, Griff. You give him a list every year in that sweet little stationery yours cinema list. So that's just asking for things that you get. That's not the same thing. I just don't. I did. Sometimes he gets me stuff not on the list, and that's. And sometimes it's like you know. One time he got me like uh, under undergarments from me undies, and I'm like Santa Claus. That's a little. Do you want to see me in these, bud? Because, like just say I'm. I, I'm not saying no. It's just like I don't know you. Oh, I have a great solution. Question asker. Set your dad up with an Etsy shop. And like, say something like, Dad, you're giving all this stuff away for free. 
Let me set you up. Ew, I'll post that. the pictures. I'll take care of this for you. And like that way, if your dad wants to give stuff out, he still could, but he can include like a business card with a link to his shop and say, oh. and tell your friends about this. That's good. And, and I, that way it's not as weirdly personal. I can sympathize with this because I love to bake. Uh, a lot of times I'll find myself baking a, a whole tray of things. Nobody mm -hmm. bakes, you know, three cookies. You gotta bake a pan of them. And I don't know who to give them to. So they end up maybe going to waste or eventually we take them to the, the other people at the hospital or city work center or whatever. I, but on the flip side of that, I often find myself wishing that I had something. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what. It could be anything. Or maybe I want some food. I wish someone would make me some food, I think to myself, but there's nowhere to turn. Well, hold on. I just clicked to the next slide. Well, I'm so glad that you joined <laughs> me here for this. Has this ever happened to you, Sharks? Well, I'm happy to announce my new app, Freebie. And there's mm. there's eight E's in there, so just it's trademarkable, no problem. Freebie is a social network where you can put in something that you want to make, and then other people put in th things that they want, and then the app connects you, and then you just make the things, and they don't go to waste, and people get the things that they need and want. Every time now this transaction occurs, they both pay me $17. Hmm. Uh, huh. I gotta say, it's exciting, and I see where the revenue stream's gonna come from. Thank uh, you, human. Uh, Thank you, talking shark. Me, I do say, I gotta say this, I already invest in an app called Free Bees, and it's where they give away, they give away all the bees that they, it's where you can get bees on sort of gra uh, gratis, so. I'm, if I I'm, might jump. So, 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 uh, so I'm out. Uh, they, um, um, Shark Cuban here. Um, <laughs> I, I just, I, uh, I already have invested in a website called Free the Bees, which is all about getting the bees out of prison. Uh, so far, so good. Um, as far as I know, there aren't any bees in prison, so it's going well. It was a good investment, I think. Um, but this brings me to, I am a fan of bees, um, I did kind of zone out for most of your presentation. I assume it does include bees. So you, you've stopped talking. Which Is, says are to there me, bees? Which says to me, your comedy partner, Justin McElroy, that you didn't listen to what I said closely enough to build on it, but you do want me to, you've put, I drove over to your house with a hot mm -hmm. drink, and then you, you said, scoot over, and then you drove me back to my house with that same now cooled, stale, <laughs> well, I did say the thing about Shark Cuban. I don't and know that how was much good. And that was your best <laughs> hand, and good. I liked it. I don't know how much more you want. You want me to make two jokes? Travis has there's there's yes and no but, and Travis had one. This also, it's, yeah, it's my thing thing now. And a fourth one. This instead. <laughs> this is good. Yeah. Also, uh, how about a Yahoo? Yes. Yahoo. Yeah, here <laughs> Please. Um, here's one from Lawrence Evelyn. Thank you, Lawrence. It's Yahoo Answers user Billy who asks, is it time to force dogs to wear underwear? Ooh. I think I'll puke if I have to see one. 
I haven't even gotten to the good stuff. I don't know why that phrase, like, I think I'll puke. It I sounds like I'll you puke. just opted for something off a menu. If I have to see one more canine anus winking back at me, don't get me started on doggy nuts or lipsticks. It's disgusting, and I'm tired of being forced to see nude dogs everywhere should the government force dogs to dress in underwear. I have a real problem with this, that you didn't go with canis. Yeah. Canine anus. That's clumsy. Canis. Also, I think that the three words canine anus winking is maybe the worst sort of uh, combination that I've ever sort of experienced in all my time with the English language. Mm-hmm. But I'm t- mm-hmm. I am tired of seeing these butts and penis- penises, and it's a double standard, and I, ge- yes. I, I, do, I do get it. I do get it and approve of it and endorse it and will petition it, I think. How come them, not me? Justin, where do you stand vis-a-vis dog nuts? Uh, I love the dog nuts, because that's hysterical. What's he okay. doing with those? Sure. We've seen Van Wilder, yeah. That's great, that's great. But the butthole? Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me with this thing? <laughs> that close to the ground? And with those few brain cells? I don't think so. Maybe yeah. uh, sell crazy elsewhere, because we're all full up here, Mr. Dog. <laughs> hmm Maybe some kind of eye patch oh, situation where you can, yeah, you can get it right on the canis, but leave the funny dog nuts out. Yeah. yeah I'd love to cover that lipstick up, though, if we could find a way to cover the lipstick, but leave the... The nuts are so, like, objectively funny. Mm-hmm. It's like They're truck really nuts, funny. but on my best friend, Whiskey Especially you get a, you get him on a bulldog. Oh, oh that's funny. It's so good. But we got to cover that dick up, though. Yuck. Is so it? maybe like a pair of glasses where the dog nuts go in the nose part. It's kind of a, it's like a two for thing that covers the lipstick and the canis. That's real good. That's real good. I'm going to actually put an embargo on the word canis, Trav. You're done with that one. (laughs) Sorry, bud. But yeah, that'd be fun. Make it look like a Marx brother down there. Yeah. Yeah, cover it up. Cover it up. Let's do it. I think let's cover it up. But unless it needs, I mean, if it needs to, it needs to. That's what I know about dogs. Mm -hmm. So... So cover it up, but with some kind of rip cord that the dog can implement if it needs with to. With his mouth, he needs to be able to bite a cord that exposes his butthole. <laughs> and then he could become incredibly powerful and talented like the rock when he holds a gun in the rundown. Uh-huh. <laughs> when the dog needs an extra confidence boost, he pulls the rip cord that exposes his anus, and then he knows that he's the real king of town at that point. Yes. It is a one-for-one comparison with a rock holding a gun and a dog exposing its anus. Now, what if the uh, rock? Well, you're, you're not going to give rock... me this mortgage. Well, hold on, check this out. Rip. Whoa. Now, That's what right. if the what if the rock also had a rip cord he could pull that makes his bung? Griffin, you don't think he does? He's the rock. He the... is very, very rich and powerful person. That's what the people's eyebrow is connected to. Oh, oh, interesting. So every time he does the people's eyebrows, <laughs> Bung tears his pants. <laughs> That's why they never did a reverse shot never during reverse WWE shot. stuff. Travis's yeah. great point. They didn't do yeah. that, that one. Yeah, you never see him from behind. You just see his big, powerful front. <laughs> That's really interesting. I've never really thought about it. Boys, you're not going to believe this. Pretty much everybody on the comments here thinks this is bad. Thinks it's a bad idea and that animals should be huh. allowed to be nude and that this is all human hangups. Ah. But aren't we humans just animals? I mean, a bung's a bung's a bung. 
Yeah. I've always said that. And th- I'm sorry, do a bunch of Yahoo Answers people suddenly count more than us podcasters? Mm. I don't think so. I live with my two older brothers and their girlfriends. Someone keeps putting our hand soap in the shower, despite there being an abundance of communal body wash. It's a fancier bottle than what we usually buy, so maybe they're confused? But I've even circled hand soap and black marker. <laughs> you sound like a delight. <laughs> Does this person know what they're doing? Should I let this happen? Is there some way I could ask my roommates about their soap choices without learning more about them than I could ever want to know? That's from my brother, my brother, my hand soap and me in Michigan. I thought that hand soap in the shower was really just sort of the, um, that was that whole market was sort of run by like beach rental houses where you roll up in their sad shower and there's nothing inside of it except for like a little bit of hand soap and a squeeze bottle. And you're like, I guess this'll get me clean. Thanks, Airbnb renters. This'll, yeah, (laughs) this'll do, I guess. I guess here's the thing, question asker. If it cleans the skin on your hands, it probably does the rest of your body too, right? Y'all. Like it's, it's not like it's perfectly suited just for your hand skin what this is what at 442 yeah. 441 uh-huh. 442 i think it's 442 that means it's been 441 episodes since we have talked about whether you know sudsy shower liquids are effectively interchangeable yes and i don't i don't know if y'all's position have changed I think that the hand soap is going to get you there but I also think hand soap to you know a big thing of body wash it, you are paying more per ounce with the hand soap so like from a monetary perspective I get it but I I mean it's, it's all sudsy bubble stuff you can use that shit anywhere What about dish soap Now we're into it now we're in here because uh, apparently like one drop of dawn is enough to do a whole sink load of dishes. Yeah. Yeah. So th- I feel like three drops of dawn would do a whole sink load of Travis. And with my porcelain china doll skin, mhm. It's going to get me there I think. Man, Trav. Mm. Can we talk about something for a second? Yeah. Yeah. Travis just said a drop full of, a drop of dawn would wash a sink full of dishes. I'm sitting here and I'm telling you guys, <clears throat> I'm realizing now I don't know how to wash dishes by the sink full. I don't oh, even no. know. I couldn't soak dishes in the sink if I wanted to. Hmm. I don't know how to do that. I have the little stick that's full of soap and a sponge on the end that I wash the dishes with. I don't know how to do that. Do you guys know how to do that? How to wash dishes? How to no. wash dishes, no. bud? Like a sink. If you want to wash a sink full of dishes, right? Where it's yeah. like the, the sink is full of water and soap, and they're soaking, and then you're loving it. Do yeah. You know how to, do you, would you know how to? I would have to upturn. I think I'd have to upturn a small plate to cover the drain of the sink. Is that what people were doing? Oh my goodness! Oh gracious. my god, Justin! Justin, you have two human children that you take care of. Yeah, I've done the plate thing before. Is there another way that people are washing <sighs> dishes by the sinkful? I mean, Justin has uh, Justin also has Archibald, who does most yes, of this stuff. True. He handles most of this stuff for him. <laughs> Justin's trained orangutan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the girls just love Archibald playing. Oh yeah, 
Oh uh, yeah, he can get. And so do the ladies. Yeah, the ladies love him. Uh, the ladies so. love Cool Archibald. He gets, you know, he gets pretty strong and angry sometimes. Oh, oh hey, yeah, guys, don't get so distracted by this great new character that you forget to <laughs> dunk on me. <laughs> We were trying to save you because you're our brother and we love you. Yeah, it's bizarre, I dude. I do dishes what, every what I, week. Okay, how? By fucking, what are you talking about? By, by getting them, filling, by getting them wet your... and soapy and then scrubbing them with a sponge you, and then rinsing them off and then putting them in a dryer. Plug. What the how, fuck are you talking I don't about? Have, the same way human beings have kept water from running out of a, a thing don't have forever. One. Don't have it's one. not fucking You active, have access have to not, an Amazon account. I have not had a plug for a decade and I'm doing fine. I'm doing it's, fine. Justin's a if you can hear me. Order <laughs> sink drain plug from Amazon. It's not now. fucking plutonium juice. Like, you don't have to handle it special. You'll wash it like you would wash a car, a child. Hey, let me ask you guys a question. Yes. A big bottle of bubble liquid that you would use to blow bubbles for a child to enjoy? You think mm-hmm. you can get clean with that shit? <laughs> well, it's got glycerin in there. Yeah. So you get slippery. You want to get slippery. Maybe some people like that. If you go down a slipping slide covered in dish soap, is that uh, like a shower? I think that'll get, yep. Yeah. Most stuff's like a shower if you really think about it. I made a mess. So things are like showers and poetry so far, I, if I'm keeping track. I yes. did a mess up as I bought some uh, shampoo to replace my last shampoo at Plus Conditioner, obviously. I'm not going to mm. do that twice. I bought some shampoo plus conditioner to replace my old shampoo plus conditioner. And then today when I was looking at my body wash, I noticed on the label it said uh, also it's also shampoo. I don't know how they put it. Wait, I think like, they had like a more professional way of putting it. But it's like this is also shampoo in here. And then I had to look at that new bottle and just be kind of sad because it's like I'm never, ever going to use you. I'm sorry. Yeah. I can't do this. If I could have one all just in cleaning liquid. Of course, I'm gonna do that. Well, can we? Oh, this is like the good, the the special good burger sauce. What if we mix together some of your good body wash, some really good smelling stuff, and I'm I'm talking about splurging for some Axe shit, the real deal, Holyfield good smelling good stuff like Axe, and then you put a little bit of uh, you know Pantene Pro V conditioner for you know severely dry damaged hair, and you mix that cream in. And then if you want a little bit of shampoo in there, maybe a little herbal essences so you can, like in the commercials, have a cum while doing the shower. <laughs> I think this is great. And it's, it can be your all-in-one special shower stuff. Gets you clean, gets you conditioned, gets you cum out. <laughs> get, get, get your cum out. Get, get you, clean get you, inside and out. Get a clean going on the hair, the body, and get you a cum out. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'm a child because I'll always laugh at the phrase "get you come out." That's I mean it's new. You don't have to be ashamed. Of yeah, that. and I don't it's, think it's a, a child. Bold... If a child laughed at that, I would be very perturbed. <sighs> it's a bold new idea in comedy. Like we can't just can't just write it off that quickly. Uh, should we go to the money zone? I think. Yeah, I'd love that. Folks, our first sponsor this week is Casper. Uh, speaking of getting a come out, right? I Wait, what? That's nothing. Uh, it's a sleep brand that continues to revolutionize its land of products. 
to create an exceptionally comfortable sleep experience one night at a time. You spend one third of your life sleeping, so you should be comfortable. These mattresses are designed and engineered to soothe and cradle your natural geometry. <laughs> it says here. That, can I just say, Casper? Extremely kind. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Your, your body is a triangle. Polydecahedron. <laughs> they offer free shipping and no hassle returns in the USA and Canada if you're not completely satisfied. You can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100 night risk free sleep on it trial. So get $50 towards select matches by visiting casper.com slash brother and using promo code brother at checkout. That's casper.com slash brother. And then use the promo code BROTHER at checkout. For select mat, you got to read it. Towards select mattresses. <laughs> Terms and conditions <laughs> apply. I don't think they want you to be mean about it, though. Okay, let me try again. And use the promo code BROTHER for $50 towards select mattresses. Terms and conditions apply. It's bold and italic. I don't know. That's too confusing for me. I don't know how to yeah. say it. There, there, that's the ad. Maybe it's excited, like, terms and conditions apply. Hey. Terms and conditions apply. Squarespace is also a sponsor this week. If you want a no-strings-attached sort of thing going on, uh, Justin's going to move some sheets into the dryer BRB, according to the Skype chat. So, Juice, you do that. Very professional. Very professional, very good thing to do. I'm sure Squarespace appreciates it. Uh, if you need to make a website, a beautiful, sexy website that people will get really just attracted to, uh, and you can use that website to showcase your work, or you have a, an event or a project you want to promote, uh, or you got a physical or online business you want to show off, you got to use Squarespace because they let you make beautiful looking websites, uh, very functional websites, even if you don't know how to make websites. They make it super easy for you with beautiful customizable templates created by world-class designers. They've got powerful e-commerce functionality that lets you sell anything online, uh, analytics to see how your website's doing uh they have all kinds of great stuff so go to squarespace.com slash my brother for a free trial and when you're ready to launch use the promo code my brother to save 10 percent off your first purchase of a website or domain dead pilot society brings you exclusive readings of comedy pilots that were never made featuring actors like Patton oswalt so the vampire from the future sleeps in the dude's studio during the day, and they hunt monsters at night. It's Blade meets the Odd Couple. Adam Scott and Jane Levy. Come on, Corey. She's too serious, too businessy. She doesn't know the hokey pokey. Well, she'll learn what it's all about. <laughs> Busy Phillips and Dave Keckner. Baby, this is family. My uncle Tell, who showed his wiener to Cinderella at Disneyland, is family. Do you want him staying with us? He did stay with us for three months. And he was a delight. A new pilot every month, only on Dead Pilot Society for maximum fun. Well, I am extremely excited right now because we have been joined here in the My Brother, My Brother, Me Chuckle Pit by none other than Bridget Lancaster. She's one of the hosts of America's Test Kitchen. She's been with the show since it launched. She is the host of America's Test Kitchen's new show, a podcast in this case called Proof, and she is also on this podcast. 
my brother, my brother, and me. So that it, it's it may seem like uh, uh, a contradiction, but I assure you, she is present. Her name is Bridget Lancaster, and she is here with us. Bridget Lancaster, welcome to my brother, my brother, and me. Oh, I can't even believe I'm here. I mean, this is like a West Virginia homecoming. It, it kind of is. I learned this that you grew up in Cross Lanes. Is that correct? What? I sure did. Yep. yep. And I worked at the Huntington Mall, believe it or not. Yeah. Holy shit. Wait, as where as at? As a chef, I have to imagine it was Olive Garden. And were you at the Big Loafer? <laughs> oh, God. It wasn't even food. I was at the Benetton. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. Yeah, high-end folks here. Wait, Griffin, did you ever work <laughs> at the Huntington Mall? Because if so, that would be all four of us. Uh, unfortunately, no. I think I'm uh, the only one who escaped its clutches. No. Uh, <laughs> see, I worked at the Best Buy. Justin, I believe you were at both the Olive Garden and the Babbage's? Is I that was correct? At, I was at the Olive Garden, the Babbage's, the Best Buy, the Toys R Us. He was and, all over that mall. Yeah, and, and uh, the Olive amazing. Garden. Yeah, I worked at five different mall area places. Uh, but now I work at America's Test Kitchen. Nope, that's- <laughs> What? That's pretty true, actually. No. Uh, um, so, so tell me, this new podcast proof, is it a podcast adaptation of the Gwyneth Paltrow, Anthony Hopkins movie proof? You nailed it. That, sh- that joke's not going anywhere. <laughs> um, it's probably exactly the opposite of that, I would say. Um, th- as close as it would get to Anthony Hopkins or Sir Anthony Hopkins, right? Uh, would be maybe we would do an episode on do fava beans and Chianti actually go together? Oh, did you, okay. Did, hey, did you know that the guy who directed that movie, as well as Shakespeare in Love and the Best Exotic Marigold Hotel, his name is John Madden? That doesn't <laughs> no. seem right. <laughs> that doesn't seem like it should be allowed. John Madden? It's it's, yeah, a, it's the same guy. He's a huge football man, I guess. We have a lot of questions from listeners about food and cooking. Um, my, I here. I want to ask one though before we get started. Uh, uh, Bridget, what food are you most embarrassed about? Very much enjoying. Just like what? What's what kind of garbage do you really get down on? God, that list is long. I mean, it is really long. I love. <laughs> yeah, but food. don't pull out one, Bridget. Oh, I don't want you to pull out one that makes you sound like a woman of the people. You know, like I don't want a populist choice here. I want something nasty. Yeah, so, I don't yeah. want like potato chips. Like, yeah, it's like no, something no, no, gross. No. Yeah, yeah, no way. I want right. like. Rough. I got one. Yeah, I got one. Although you know, I'm saying it doesn't sound gross to me, which is why I eat it. But I love, uh, I love microwaved bologna. Huh? <laughs> What in the world? I didn't even know that was a thing yeah. you could do. Okay. I assume you mean bologna that you microwave, not yeah. like a yeah, like freeze dried thing. Yeah. Don't eat that bologna you haven't microwaved. <laughs> okay, so I gotta I gotta tell you why. And I guess you could do it okay. on the stovetop too, but I'm just really impatient. So you take a slice of bologna and you gotta cut these little little like release cuts around it, otherwise it'll cup up. <laughs> Oh, so some people oh, like t- the cup because it captures all the bologna sweat <laughs> yes, right there. You're talking it. about like fried bologna. It's basically fried bologna. And then oh, I top cow. it with cheese. And then as it as it cooks, it turns it's basically a hot dog and cheese in, in flat form. I know. Oh, oh my yeah. god. You have just given me the strongest sense of memory that one time I remember spending the night at my friend Chris's house when I was like 10 and he microwaved a slice of bologna and put like pizza sauce and mozzarella on it and like served it to me like bologna pizza. (laughs) 
This now, is I, supposed to, I thought this would be like a fun food segment where I would learn about great foods. And now I never want to eat ever again. Uh, I want to get, I want to go buy a lifetime supply of Soylent and just kind of give the rest <laughs> of it up. Oh, come on. I didn't, I, I, I would hate that I um, it disillusioned you a little bit. It has been a while since I've had my microwave bologna treat. Bridget, to be fair, with Griffin's stomach, it would probably be better if he stopped I'd eating solid food. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that would be like maybe pureed bologna would be the next. Yeah, now we're talking. Yeah. Now, now you're cooking. Yeah, you now culinary expert, you. That's yeah. perfect. Okay, I I have to ask a question. That's the law. I am obsessed with cheese platters. Whenever I see one on a menu at a restaurant, I try to order it. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, they're often very expensive and contain very small samples of cheese. <laughs> I've tried to recreate the magic at home, but it's just not the same. How can I recreate a restaurant-worthy cheese platter at home without breaking the bank? That's from Cheese Obsessed in Vermont. <laughs> well, they could just walk right outside there in Vermont. I mean, cheese hangs from the trees up there. Yes. Ooh, that explains yeah. everything. Yeah. Well, okay. So I think a good cheese platter has to have three kinds of cheese. Usually there's a cheddar involved, a nice sharp cheddar, um, and then a blue. And, you know, neither cheddar nor blue has to be very expensive. You can get pretty good blue. Um, The third one is where I feel like you can kind of go off the rails and get really fancy if you want. You can have an aged goat cheese or something tangy. (laughs) <laughs> Something to offset the the funk of the blue and the oh. the sharpness of the cheddar, but oh, I mean yeah. you know the three really cheeses nice. that's all you need three cheese, right? <laughs> and the third cheese is you're saying is the wild is the, the other two cheeses lock you know they're gonna be good yes. yeah the third the third cheese you can get something challenging you can get something <laughs> challenging something that's, that's that's where your personality shows through you know you, what I mean that's where it's like oh yeah Doug. Doug only does cheese with M&M's in it. That guy, <laughs> yeah. when he does a cheese slate. Right. You I, know you're going to get Gouda with Doug. And um, he's going to make a joke about it and say, like, as Gouda as it gets or whatever. <laughs> That's Doug. And then you get to say, I can't embarrass it any longer. Oh, oh my God. Yowza. Yowza. Downtown. Yowza. Machi. So, like, if you also, if you don't want to leave the house, you can usually just make one out of stuff you got lying around. You could do one with, like, shredded cheese and then some cream, like a big mound of cream cheese. Cheetos. And and some Cheetos that you just have there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Crushed Cheez-Its. I would probably do, like, my cheddar and blue would be cheap and bad. And then my third powerful cheese, I would get something (laughs) incredibly, incredibly powerful because no one's going to remember the other two anyway. No. Because no. my third mm. cheese is so so important, yeah, like a you, gold cheese. It's, eating a eating a hateful cheese <laughs> that you know is going to be quite bad is is a really great way of becoming the monster here in 2019. <laughs> I feel like that would be the best name for a cheese shop: the hateful cheese. The hateful, the hateful cheese. cheese. That's why people put that stinky blue on there, right? Like that's the challenge cheese. Oh that's yeah, that's the cheese of like you, we know you're not going to finish that one. Nobody wants that. Oh yeah, no. If it smells like a foot. You know, right? people are just going to start walking away. I... Hey, we talk we talk about charcuterie a lot, including actually, I think later in this episode, which we recorded before this bit, which is strange. But are you supposed <laughs> to stack it all up like a sandwich and go for it that way? Or are you really supposed to enjoy each thing one at a time? You can do whatever you want. You could stack Fuck it all yeah. up Scooby-Doo style if you want. Nice. Uh, but, uh, you know, the... or just take a big 
you know, hammer to it and mash it all into one big lump. And Oh, now we're talking. Okay. Now, Bridget, you're an expert. You cannot tell people that because then we're going to have people going off smashing up charcuterie <laughs> with hammers and saying, it's okay, Bridget says, fine. I I'm want a video of that. <laughs> I went to a really bougie place recently in there Vegas where the dude like had the like a whole cheese cart and he asked us some questions like, I don't know, sommelier, which I also think is BS, but he asked us some questions Yowza. and then he said, okay, I think these are the three cheeses for you. Oh, no. That's not real, right? <laughs> like He just had three cheeses in mind he was already going to give us because those are the cheeses he had he thought three of. three cheeses in his pocket. Yeah. I don't understand these places because they make you automatically feel like you're not good enough for their cheese. I'm not. <laughs> to be fair, I wasn't. And I'm yeah. not saying, I want to say, Somalia, people, the knowledge of wine isn't bunk. It's the idea of saying... This wine is better than this wine because of notes of own it, Travis. Own it. You hate wine. You hate wine people. I think Bridget's gonna agree with me here. The big problem with the cheese plate is how all the cheese on it is raw. I've been on the. uh, I've been pretty firm on my stance that raw cheese is inedible and it should always be melted into a dip or pizza Mm. topping. Do you feel pretty much that same way as me, Bridget? Uh, Well, I will say that slightly warmed (laughs) cheese tastes a lot better than cold cheese just put right out there. And that is the you, she is meeting you halfway. That is I've, such a generous yeah, response. Yeah, I'm just going to accept it. Um <laughs> I I I recently um started living alone and my cooking skills aren't that great. I also don't have a lot of time to cook. What are foods that last a long time in the fridge that I can make multiple meals out of during the week? Oh boy. Well, I would say um well, depending on if they have any limitations, if they like meat or or anything like that. I would say that cooking a big batch of beans and rice, um, and then you can keep pulling from it and adding a little bit of chicken or steak or chopped vegetables, things like that. So I think if you have, like what I do at home, I do a cook day. I have a couple of big cook days where I'll cook a big batch of something and I'll keep that for leftovers for my kids and stuff. And so I can, I don't have to start from ground zero every single time for like mm-hmm. beans and things like that. I would also, I hi, I'm Travis. I'm the other food expert on this podcast. Um, <laughs> sous vide is Griffin got me into mm. it. Oh, this I've been great. wondering when we were going to get into this. You don't have to know anything. And like you throw that bag into some, you know, water with the sous vide magic wand going. And then you walk away and you can come back like three, four, 24 hour, whatever hours later. And it's done. It's yeah. kind of amazing, isn't it? Yes. I love this. I love this meat bath. I was so excited. I got one for Justin a couple years ago. I got one for Travis. Justin, why don't you chime in? What have you been sous vide, babe? What you got going on in that in that meat bath? Right? <laughs> I that I got you as a gift that I thought you'd love like two I'm years ago. Is this a real been... sous vide thing? Or are you guys just in a jacuzzi right now? No, I, <laughs> a little bit really of both. Did, Griffin really did get me a sous vide thing that really is still in the pantry unopened but griffin <laughs> i feel like it's gonna be soon bud i just have been re- waiting for a real special time for me now, and griffin, my family haven't i balanced it out enough by literally using it every day every for the single last night. three weeks yeah. yeah i mean you're a good one you're a good one <laughs> thank you uh let's see uh for my birthday my brit my friend bought me a very fancy chef's knife something i've wanted for quite some time but as I started cooking a meal for myself and my partner, I couldn't bring myself to remove this beautiful blade from its cardboard packaging. It looks so pristine and perfect. It seems a shame to use it for something as mundane as chopping tomatoes. I use my old nasty chef's uh, <laughs> knives to prepare the meal instead. But now I'm afraid of never using this wonderful blade I've been gifted. Help! 
How do I break <laughs> in my new knife in an appropriate way? Or should I just get it over with and chop the ding-dang mushrooms? That's from Scared of Slicing in Sacramento. I love that question. It's I mean, so good. That, that actually happens with whole kitchens. People renovate their kitchen and then they don't cook at all um, because they don't want to mess it up. And sure. I get that, but... I'd say any great meal would be worth using that knife. And I, I tell you what, anything that you use a, a just right out of the package knife on is going to make it feel like a million dollar ingredient because you it's know, just going to slide right through it. For Christmas, Justin got me a knife block that is a magnetic, like spinning 360, like wooden knife block. Um, that did I, believe... I get that? Did I get that knife block because it was the number one most recommended knife block by America's Test Kitchen, chosen <laughs> as the best knife block? Indeed, I did. Yes, that is accurate. <laughs> and I find that that also makes me use my knives way more often because one, they're visible, so I think to use them. But two, uh, magnets are basically magic, and like I can kind of from across the room throw the knife at the block and it sticks to it. Oh, that's the best! <laughs> every it's... time, every time I watch Kill Bill and Hattori Hanzo does that in the kitchen, he like throws the knife and it gets caught in the mat. And that's appropriate because whenever I get my knife sharpened at the farmer's market and I bring it home, I'm very much in this person's shoes where I'm like, this is Hattori Hanzo steel. It's now ornamental. It's now has sentimental value. I cannot risk dulling this beautiful blade. Oh, you you have to. You, you absolutely have to. I mean, using a dull blade is the worst thing you can do. It's just going to, it's going to skip right off the food. And it's going to find your finger every t- single time. <sighs> well, now I never want to cook again. Should I wear <laughs> chainmail gloves? Is that a thing? <laughs> My friend got one of those because he used to run the slicer at Arby's. Oh, yeah. So my friend had one that we used for cooking all the time because it, 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 it there is uh, there is little more empowering than cooking with a chainmail glove because it's like I don't care I'll do whatever I want cut where I want how I want. It is literally medieval, right? It puts you back, yeah. and you want these giant turkey legs. They yeah. use them a lot for shucking oysters up here, the chainmail gloves and things like that. I, I would worry like that I'd be like well. I've already got the glove. I should just go ahead and buy a full chainmail suit of armor. Why would that worry you? Yeah, that would be kind of amazing. I've been watching a lot of Marie Kondo, and I don't think she'd be so down on me owning a whole set of chainmail armor. I think it would spark me a little bit of joy right now, but then very quickly it would just be a lot of armor. But it probably folds into nothing. That might be a good point, yeah. And, you know, when the, when the shit hits the fan... I'll be the one wearing chainmail. That's right. true. And she, and she won't be. She'll be like, "Where's all my?" <laughs> and then finally, like, you can fight Marie Kondo. <laughs> where's my? She'll be like, "Where's my weapons and armor?" That's right. I threw them all away. And chainmail is a great scrubber for really uh-huh. dirty pots and pans. See, for sure. So you can just rub them on your body. <laughs> yeah, you're like an all-in-one cooking robot. <laughs> you can get all the gristle off. It's like the third thing I need a video for. You know. <laughs> Bridget Lancaster, thank you so much for joining us on My Brother, My Brother and Me. Where can people find your your work, your body of work, if you will? Wow. So, well, I would love people to check out my Twitter account. It's at RealBLancaster. Um, or go to americastestkitchen.com backslash proof, and you can read all about our new podcast, which I'm so thrilled and honored that you guys like so much. Really appreciate it. Oh, it is. It is our pleasure. Thank you so much for being here, Bridget. And uh, let's get back to the rest of the program. Hey, do you boys want a Yahoo? I do. Thank you. I mean, I've got one here that was sent in by Elliot. Thanks, Elliot. It's an anonymous Yahoo Answers user who I'm going to name. Percy asks. Okay. 
Why don't they make an electric eye that moves and watches you and is like Google Home or Amazon Echo? Huh. Why don't they make a device like Google Home or Amazon Echo, but that is an eyeball and eyelids on a moving pole that watches you and follows its eyes on you everywhere you go. It blinks and it talks and it scans you and tells you what it thinks you need, like clothing or something like that. Can you fucking imagine if the eye in your house blinked at you and was like, you need a new shirt. <laughs> do you want me do you want me to talk to the little to the little cylinder guy you got in the kitchen and uh, make it get you a new shirt? Because I can do that. That's what you're wearing today? No, 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 no. no, no. I'm gonna order you some shoes. It it is, it is I can see how what they're kind of saying, because if you think about it in like a iRobot sense, you've basically just created like ears that lay on your counter, and I guess a mouth. Right. So like ears and mouth that lay on your counter, but like they desperately want to get up and look at you and yeah. follow you around the house and kill you and help you make breakfast and take your uh, kids to school. <laughs> and say catty things about the clothes you're wearing and murder you, and yeah, for sure. Or you're like, oh, uh, uh, you know, whatever we want to call it, like, uh, I got to think of a name that's not one of my go-to comedy names. Got it. Sugarman. Okay, go Sugarman. Yes. You say Sugarman. Uh, order me, you know, another Whitman sampler. And Sugarman's like, mm, no. <laughs> and they're like, what? You're like, you still have half a Whitman sampler left. <laughs> I can see in it. The cab- I can see it right there. When you finish that one, I'll order you another one. Because you know, if I get you another one, you're going to open that one up and you're immediately going to eat all the toffees and yeah. then leave half of it again. And I'm not going through this again with you, Travis. Now, let's talk about those jeans. What in the world? <laughs> Are those are those Jinkos? Are those- no, well, actually, that might be back. Uh, yeah, maybe it could just be Carson Kressley up there, like his eye, the queer eye, the, the queer <laughs> eye floating in the air, telling you, telling you these things. That could be good. Uh, so I took some stool softeners about an hour ago for personal reasons, and if I don't get up and address the effects of those right now, I'm gonna blast off like Team Rocket. I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> So should Justin and I just pick up your... Oh, he's gone. So we'll just keep doing this, the show, I guess. Here's some other... Uh, jo- hey, Travis, I know something we could talk about where Griffin's gone. Okay. Because I don't want to waste his time with you. Okay. Um, do you... If you had... Obviously, you said Sugarman, but really, though, if you had an android at your house, what uh-huh. celebrity would you most want its personality to... Embody. Oh, see, that's tough, Justin. Because my first thought was to go with Oscar Isaac, who is the the person, the celebrity I most want to hang out with. Sure, and ask him about his time in a ska band in the early two thousands. Okay, but like you got to pick somebody who yes, like they're gonna do like they're not annoying for them to be there. It's not weird that they're there, but also you're not so distracted by like. Is that Chris Hemsworth? You know what I mean. Right. Like, so do do you have an answer for me, or where, so where are you at on this? I'm gonna say, Dule Hill. Dule Hill. Yeah, I think that that would be like an easy, chill dude to hang out with. I was gonna say Timothy Amundsen, but I think I was just stuck because I also thought James Roday. So basically, I just cycled through different actors from Psych. Right. I could also see Maggie Lawson. Uh, so basically, anyone from Psych, of the Psych, anyone from Psych, basically anyone. Corbin Burnson, maybe I don't know I, much about him. I would like a see. Here's he, do you want to hear my? I think mine would probably be John Larroquette. 
Because I feel like okay. are you guys still I, going? That would be classy. Yeah. Wait, are you guys still going? Yeah, we were just talking yes. about if we had a robot butler, what oh. celebrity personality? Well, now this is. But if you guys kept doing stuff have. without me here, I am going to have to leave in the part where I explain that I took stool softeners <laughs> and had to. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. So okay. we got. Yeah. It was a Justin part. said he didn't know how to plug up his sink, and you don't know how to plug up your bow. Yeah, it's <laughs> okay. all it's all the same. And Griffin, if you had a slit, I just said John Larroquette because I feel like kind of catty. Definitely loves loves like loyalty, but can be a little bit like catty with people. But also, yeah. like hard worker, smartest guy in the room, would love that. And as my I, robot I said, anyone from the cast of Psych. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, are we talking about Robot Butler, or are we still talking about the Eye? Because if it's a Robot yeah, Butler, it's well, no, it's no, it's not. It's an Trav. android that lives in your house. And, yes. And okay. Like, what celebrity? personality which you it would ch- it would change for me if it's a if it's a robot butler with a robot bod it would probably be rosie o'donnell just because it's like it would make me laugh all the time <laughs> and the other if it was just an eye floating above me though i'd want something a bit more ominous like a tilda swinton oh, if there was a tilda okay. swinton telling me that uh you know i i you know i don't need more syrup i have four bottles of syrup stop buying syrup every time i go to the store uh or also that you know my jeans are whack I want yeah. that to be a stern, stern Tilda. If we're talking about like a floating eye, I would want that to be more someone I'd be afraid to disappoint. Mm. Because like I wouldn't. So I would say like a Bradley Whitford. Oh yeah. See, no, I say I would say Toby Ziegler would be the yeah, one that I be. would most not want to disappoint. Like no way. Yeah, get a shift up there. Get shift in the shift in the mix. All right. Oh wait, wait, wait! Steven Weber, final answer. Steve, Justin, Travis goes hard for Steve. Stands Steven for Steven. Weber is good. Steven Weber, final answer. We should be clear. We are talking about if you could sort of copy and paste the personality of that person, so they would be around you all the time. You're not talking about literally, sort of, uh, no. you know, uploading Steven Weber's <laughs> actual consciousness, sort of you know, Black in, Mirror style. Putting him in a jar. <laughs> like uh, like Brock Toon. Like Brock Toon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, here's another question I got. I work for an insurance company. Our corporate campus is several buildings serviced by an access road that feeds out to the main strip. The grounds are nicely landscaped, including a big pond near the entrance. The problem is, this has attracted a big flock of geese that wander the grounds. Sometimes they'll just walk out on the access road and cause traffic jams. The most heinous thing I saw were a gaggle of geese standing in front of the access road where it meets the main road and seven cars backed up waiting for them to move. You couldn't even go around them because of the median. I've yet to be trapped by them, but I know it's only a matter of time until they make me late for work. What can I do to get rid of these geese without hurting them? That's from My Goose is Cooked in Massachusetts. Uh, I guess what we're uh, dealing with here is life uh, finds a way. Okay, sure. All right, I'll allow it. Go on. We tried to take the land from the geese. Yeah. yeah. And now uh, <laughs> the geese are <laughs> no. taking the land yeah, it's back. Not, it's not bad. I mean, man creates goose. Goose delays <laughs> man. God uh-huh. kills man. Uh-huh. Goose kills God. <laughs> eats God. Go- goose eats God. Women rule the world. Mmm. Mmm. Mm. Food for I- thought. Hey, Hey, is it possible the insurance company you work for is Aflac? And the, <laughs> these geese are here by design because the Aflac duck needs to fuck. And so they bring in- And as this we is all how they know, start. ducks love to fuck geese. 
and that is also Aflac's second motto. It's the the Aflac motto is fifteen percent or more off fifteen or whatever. No, it's Geico, but they have a motto. The other one is the Aflac duck got to fuck. The Aflac duck, a cross species breeder that is an abject horror to God himself. A duck and a goose. A goose is just a pretty duck. I don't know why it would you guys make are... Griffin. It would make a guck, and I'm not a fan of this portmanteau. <laughs> no, or a deuce. De- uh, that's not good either. The deuce guck, male gigolo. <laughs> you monster, deuce guck. Rob, Rob is back, and this time he's playing a half duck, half goose, monstrous hybrid who is here. For your sexual needs, he's Deuce Guck, Guck Gigolo. I just think that if that happens, you've got a built. Okay, let's not get rid of the geese, all right? Yeah. Let's leave the geese and then be late for work whenever the fuck you want to. It's so good. It's so good. Like, you could just plan on leaving your house like 15 minutes late and there's like, the geese. The geese again. And then eventually, they'll round up all the geese. And they'll yeah. send them to a real nice geese farm upstate. Real <laughs> nice, fellow employees. Now, now Justin, you're suggesting. Real nice. Th- yeah, 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 you're suggesting that these people who are going to send them upstate yeah. are somehow able to collect all geese. I'm saying that if, the, if it starts cutting into employee productivity, corporate America will find a way to evict these geese to hell. That's kind of yeah. what I think, is that they'll probably kill all the geese. That's what I'm saying, is it'll kill all the geese. So there is, I think there's a, a limited number of times you can use this excuse, would be my concern. I feel like Dilbert got weird when it was then more about sort of them killing geese, but uh-huh. I think sort of following Scott's sort of uh, <laughs> arc. Is what? His, his, his journey through this life uh, and the sort of unorthodox path that he's decided to carve through it. Uh, I think it makes a lot of sense. Oh, Scott. Oh, Scott, you've done it again. <laughs> you made us talk about you, Scott. You, you win did this it round. again, Scotty. This Jumbotron from Scott. Hey, do you guys want a quick Yahoo? Uh, yeah. How quick? Uh, this one was sent in by uh, Level 9000, uh, Yah Drew, Drew at Drew Davenport. Thank you, Drew. It's Yah Drew Answers user. Greatest, who asks, why do people with baguettes think they are better than me? <laughs> I was at the local grocery store uh, asking where I could find a good meat to go on a charcuterie. And not one, but two people holding baguettes told me, you seem like a deli ham kind of person. They seemed like they were talking down on me, and I just wanted to know why baguettes make people mean. I don't believe this. I don't believe that anyone said, ever told anybody, you look like a deli ham person. No, no, no. I guarantee here's what happened. Hey, where do I find meat for charcuterie? Oh, you should check out the deli. Yeah, oh, okay. I'm a deli meat kind of person? Either that or this person said, where can I find meat for like a charter or charcuterie? And it was like, mm, maybe <laughs> not- you should stick with bologna. <laughs> That's what it was. These baguette havers, they heard you say, uh, yeah, I'm looking for some good meats for charcuterie. And they're like, oh, babe. Oh, sweetheart. Oh. You are not prepared for it. You'll, you're going to get hurt. You're going to hurt yourself. Yeah. 
The, we some of these, talked about charcuterie before on this show. You couldn't handle you, that. You can't handle it. Some of the some of those they, they call it sharp cheddar for a reason. You don't even know where to look. Where are you gonna find the honeycomb? The raw honeycomb? You yeah. don't. You can't. Get a lunchable. Start there. <laughs> a lunchable is like a, a is good. It, that's right. It's like a training charcuterie. Yeah, it's charcuterie junior. New from Hasbro. Sure, it is charcuterie free. They should start calling it that. I bet you'd rope in some dumb people. Yeah, Char- you yeah. could get charcuterie junior. Mm-hmm. Yeah, charcuterie. There it is. <gasps> there it I is. I was scraping for it. You found it. And you could do it like those bad Chevy commercials where, like, you get a bunch of people sitting at a table. And maybe they're professional chefs, some of the best chefs in the country. I'm talking about real Emerald Lagasse types. Sure. And they're sitting there at the table, and you, you say, here, eat some. let's have some charcuterie while you wait. And they eat it. And then Emerald's like, hey, this is pretty good charcuterie. And you pull it off, and it's been Lunchables. And he'll mm. never work in this town again. That'll teach him. That'll teach him for fucking kicking it up so much. <laughs> you thought Kick it down. Listen, there's a reason the rest of us aren't kicking it up all the time, Emerald. And now it's time for you to pay the piper. You've been embarrassed by my my Lunchables <laughs> commercial. <laughs> Got you. Uh, well, folks, that's uh, going to do it for us. Thank you so much for listening to our program. We hope you have enjoyed yourself very much. We want to say a huge thank you to Bridget Lancaster, uh, you can watch her on America's Test Kitchen, or you can download and listen to Proof, uh, a podcast from America's Test Kitchen. Uh, I would highly recommend all episodes, but the ones about okay. Bean Boozled. There's a two-parter about how they get the weird flavors in Bean, bean Boozled Jelly Bellies. It is mm. uh, utterly fascinating that you should listen to, uh, and uh, we're, we're very grateful to her for appearing on the program. Uh, we also want to say we are going to be at PodCon. Yes. Uh, that is uh, coming up. It's January 19th and 20th. And so if you're in the Seattle area and you want to come, you can grab tickets at PodCon.com. But you, there's also a remote attendance option where uh, a little bit after the event, you can basically get recordings of all of the panels, performances, and live recordings from PodCon 2. So even if you can't make it, you can still hear all the stuff that's discussed there, go to podcon.com. Also, go check out McElroy.family. Um, There's a lot of cool stuff on there, but also there's a link to our live shows, um, and you can get your tickets for our upcoming Birmingham, Alabama, and New Orleans, Louisiana shows. Uh, that's coming up February 8th, 10th, and 11th, if I remember correctly. Um, so go check that out, McElroy.family, as well as everything else we do. Yes. Yep. Uh, I think that pretty much covers it, right? Thanks to John Roderick and the Long Winters for the use of our theme song, It's a Departure, off the album Putting the Days to Bed. Uh, it's a great album, great song. We're very fortunate that we are able to use it. Um, check out the other Max Fun shows. Uh, JV Club, uh, Rachel was on, uh, was on an episode this week, or oh, I cool. guess last week by Rachel the time you listen to this. My, uh, and- <laughs> Um. Yes. So that's that's very exciting. I can't wait to dip into that. Uh, it like just came out right before we started recording. So, uh, yeah. And you all want that final? Heck yeah. Sure do. Here it goes. This final Yahoo was sent in by Jeff Mock. Thanks, Jeff. It's Yahoo Answers user Lana K who asks: Is it possible to be blowed out a whale's blowhole and life? 
<laughs> my name is Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. This has been my brother, my brother. May kiss your dad square on the lips. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Hey, it's Jesse, the host of Bullseye with Jesse Thorne. I'm coming to Portland, Oregon. We're going to be doing a very special live episode of Bullseye, my NPR interview show. It's taking place Friday, February 15th at Revolution Hall. What are you going to see if you go to Portland, Oregon to see this show? You will see me live on stage talking with folks like Corin Tucker from Slater Kinney, director Lance Bangs, writer Bill Oakley, Simpsons legend... Uh, We will also have live music from Roseblood and live comedy from Katie Wen. It's going to be a blast and a half. It's also part of a big podcast festival called Listen Up Portland. Tons of other great podcasts are playing at it, too. Our pals, the Doughboys, among others. So, again, that's Friday, February 15th at Revolution Hall in Portland, Oregon, 7 p.m. Tickets are on sale now. Get them at listenupportland.com. And thanks. Thanks.